Hey guys, uh, we hope you're having a great week this week. This Sunday, we're going to start talking about some unhelpful gaps that need to be closed. And the first gap we're going to talk about is the gap between shepherds and the people that they're called to serve. We're going with the word shepherd because it's important to realize that it's not just a clergy, laity kind of an issue. It's an issue for all of us, all of us that are followers of Christ. And and one of the things that we realize, uh, maybe that you don't, but hopefully that we'll be able to explain, is that you are also a shepherd. You're a shepherd wherever you are. And so when we go with shepherd, it's because we recognize that um, you are in people's lives when and where God wanted you to. And he wants you to be a shepherd to those around you. We'll be looking at different passages, passages, and we're going to be looking at different ways that that plays out. But it, it's important to recognize right from the start that shepherd, is, we're using the word shepherd to include all of us, not just some of us. Yeah, you might be a shepherd for the people in your community, the people that you work with, uh, the, the friends that you have in your neighborhood, and especially your family. And we think there are sometimes intentionally and unintentionally some gaps that have been created between shepherds and people. Sometimes these gaps are made because we just don't focus on closing them. Or sometimes it's because we don't view ourselves as shepherds. We think that we are the ones that need to be served. Yeah, I think we can all see the danger in that. I also think that when we think of that dichotomy, a lot of times uh, it begins with in each one of those examples, not taking the responsibility seriously. The church uh, in past has always said, hey, go find your friends, go find your neighbors, go find your family members, bring them to the church, we'll clean them up, get them set straight for you. One of the things that can happen is we don't want that responsibility. We find it easier. It's so much easier just to say, oh, well, they couldn't make it. I invited them. My job is to invite and it's the shepherd's job to seal the deal. Uh, not, not the case here. And even in the example, that, uh, the last example where we said, um, because I'm the leader and I deserve to be served, no one would actually say that, but we function as if that's true. And so we, we need to be aware of the emotions that we're putting into this. We need to be aware of the subtleties of what we're saying and doing and how they affect people. So as we start this week, it's important to look at what does it mean to be a shepherd? And really, the best example of that is the good shepherd, Jesus. And we need to take a couple minutes and look at how did Jesus lead and how does he call us to lead as shepherds in our community? And really, the way that Jesus led was the reverse of what we find to be normal in our world. It's Jesus who should be the guest of honor. He's the one washing the disciples' feet. Instead of taking that position of honor and being the greatest in the house, he chose to be the one that was the lowest. In Mark 9.33, it says, And they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, the disciples, what were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who is the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve, and he said to them, If any of you would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Sometimes we think the leader or the shepherd or the person in charge, they're the ones that should be served. But really, Jesus is calling us to a different way of leading, a different kind of shepherding.
In John 21, after the resurrection, Jesus is talking to Peter, and he asks them if he loves him. And then he tells him to feed my lambs, and then he asks him again, Peter, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, I, you know that I love you. And then Jesus tells Peter to shepherd his sheep. In John 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he's a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. It's not just about being the position of leadership. It's about caring for the sheep. So if Jesus is calling us to a different way of leading, a different way of shepherding, and it's about caring for the sheep, serving the sheep, why don't we just do that? Why are there gaps between us and the communities that we're called to serve? I think that's a struggle for everyone. I have, I have a pastor friend, uh, Judd, who, um, you know, he was a good pastor. He tells those people, invite your friends to church, invite your neighbors. And as he's doing that, in the back of his head, he's he's also thinking about his own neighbor. And he, he in a moment of total honesty and transparency, s- says to himself, I wonder when, why no one's inviting my neighbor to church. Well, he, he can come quickly to his senses and realizes, well, he should probably be the guy that does that. But as he thinks about that, he thinks, so I'm going to invite him to come hear me speak? That's a, that's a weird thing, too. And he comes to the conclusion that maybe what his neighbor needs is another good neighbor, someone to be in his life, not someone from the outside, but someone from the inside that knows him. So he needs to take the time to get to know his neighbor. I think that's probably a good challenge for all of us. We need to get to know our neighbors, our co-workers, our, our family members. Uh, I've recently thought about starting a journal. I always think about starting a journal, but on this particular one, I was thinking about entering people that I know. How do I know them? How am I connected to them? And everything I could be praying about in their lives. I, I need to be more invested in the people that God has placed in my path. Not just thinking of it as random, not just thinking of it as, I don't have time for all these people. But if I'm in their lives, God has placed me there. And what does that look like? What is my responsibility for that? We may never see them come to our community. They may never show up on a Sunday. They may never meet any of you that are listening to this right now. But they know me. I have to be the one that stands in that gap. I think sometimes we get caught up with I need to invite my friend to this thing or this service or this event that is going on. And we worry about the needs in their life after that. And sometimes we forget that a physical need that is met can be the greatest witness. Take a minute and think of a time where Jesus didn't include meeting a physical need while he also met a spiritual need. During the plagues in Rome at a time where it was probably really hard to have a great witness— Chuck Colson says that even though Christians often died in the process of taking care of the sick, people wanted to become Christians because it was a better life than pagans, and they saw something they wanted. Those Christians knew their community. They knew that they were in need. They put that need above their own and served them. So then how do we shepherd? Like, 
I think that that's an ideal. I I would love to be admired by my pagan friends as someone that is offering a better life than those around me. But I, I feel like maybe I don't know how to shepherd because that word's been taken and used in ways that I don't feel like I'm professional enough or I don't have enough information or I, I just I don't have the bandwidth for that. Well, there's a difference between leading and, and serving the sheep uh, versus how to direct them, right? One is giving orders. One is listening. One is walking alongside of. One is coming and getting to know the community in ways that we can love them, serve them, care for them. Using the example that Chuck Olson gave, like, there wasn't too much information that was needed other than the people dying of the Black Plague were in pain. They were dying. They needed to be cared for. Could we figure out ways to translate that? I mean, we know that people are lonely. We know that people want relationships. We know that people want these things, and, and yet we act like it's so hard to figure out what people want. Rick Warren has a great quote. It's, people are not looking for a friendly church. They're looking for friends. And so I wonder if it, the first step is just becoming friends with those that you work with, those that live around you, those that share your last name. Becoming their friends so that you know more about them, so that you can be invested in the answers that they give. And when you say, how are you, you can follow it up with, how are you since the last time I talked to you because I knew that you were going through this. How did that turn out? Taking the time to know people, becoming their friends. I think that uh, Teddy Roosevelt quote comes in so perfectly here. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It just says it so perfectly. Yeah, and how do we start to have that mindset? We start focusing on the needs of others. Like it says in Philippians 2, 3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus. This week, as you think about the people that you are called the shepherd, you are called to serve, Ask the Lord to help you see their true needs and ways that you can choose to take a step to serve them, whether it's in your community or in your office or in your neighborhood or in your family. Realize that the church is there because you are there and lean into those relationships. We're going to talk more about ways that we can shepherd and serve people on Sunday. We hope you'll join us at 10 a.m. And we'll see you there.